0: Good morning! Good morning! Welcome, again, to Word of Life Ministries, located in Richmond, Virginia. I'm asking you guys now to like this and share it so that your friends, your family can tune in as well. Thank you guys. Thank you for being here. Surprise, I'm here. Pastor's here, but I'm ministering this morning. He's in the background, so I guess if I say anything interesting, he might say amen. Who knows? We'll see. But here we are, here we are. (laughs) And God is good. God is so good. Again, thank you guys. We miss you guys. A shout out to all of you who watch us faithfully every, you turn in, you come in every week. We understand that since things are beginning to open up again, we may, we shall be back in the buildings. and all of the church family is so excited about that. All over, everybody's so excited about getting back into the church building and fellowshipping, worshiping with, um, yeah, you know, our brothers and sisters in Christ. Glory be to God. With that being said, we're going to get into the Word of God this morning. And my my subject this morning is don't be deceived. This is this is a trying time for all of us. It truly is. Worldwide, It's a trying time for all of us. But we're never ever to be deceived. Our fathers don't want us to be deceived. The thing that I want to say to you guys today is that God is good. God is a good God. In Matthew 19, verse um, 17, we read, And he said unto him, Why callest thou me good? There was, this is what Jesus said. Why callest thou me good? There is none good but one, that is God. When Jesus said, why call me good? There's only one that's good, God. God. Jesus is identifying with God. He is identifying with God, with his Father, because his Father is good, because he is good, because as Jesus said, I do and I say what I hear my Father do what when I, when I hear my Father say when I see my father too. He recognized his, his father, his source is good. God is good. So I'm, I'm going to say this because it needs to be said what the world is experiencing now is not from God. It is not from God. Not, not our God. Not the creator of heaven and earth. Not our God who loves us, who sent his son to die for us. What we're experiencing is not from God because God is good. He said that in Matthew, 1917. He said it again in Mark, 10, 18. He said it again in Luke, 18, 19. Because he wants us to get it. That he is good. He is good. And he is love. You've seen it in the scriptures. God is love. Is love bad? There may be types of love, granted, that may be bad. That's not what we're talking about. We're talking about the love of our creator, our source, God. We're talking about his love. And God is love. And God is good. And he loves us. He loves us. Another thing I'm going to say, he's not a respectable person. God would not. God would not choose to end this person. So I'm going to to kill this person. I'm not going to kill this person. I'm going to kill. God doesn't do that. God is love and God is good. But there is an enemy. We're not talking about him right now. But there is an enemy. So first, we want to establish that God is good and. In John 10 11, it tells us that God is our He's a good shepherd. Pastor talked about that some months ago about, about Jesus being our shepherd. And a shepherd takes care of his sheep, he watches over his sheep, he protects his sheep. That's what a good shepherd does. Being a good shepherd, the sheep rest, they're not worried because they know that they're cared for and they're loved because God is good. Glory be to God. I'm going to ask you this question. In the three, three and a half years that Jesus walked the earth, I mean, I'm not, I'm not walked the earth, that he ministered. He walked the earth for 30-some years. But the years that he ministered, what did he do that was bad? He's representing the Father. What did he do that was bad? such and such, if it be your will. We'll say that. I want us, we're going to go, I'm going to go. If you have your Bibles, you can go there as well. Um, To Luke 22. And we're going to look at verse. We're going to read verse 42. And this was taken from um, when Christ was about to be apprehended and they were, were gonna take him and he was gonna, his ministry was ending, and he was going, you know, going to the cross. But in Luke 22, 42 it reads, um, when Jesus was in they Gethsemane, the garden of Gethsemane, and he was going off to pray, and he says, Jesus said, Father, if thou be willing remove this cup from me nevertheless not my will but thine be done that's that's what he said in luke then he goes to then we go over to matthew and matthew 26 39 and we're going to see when jesus when jesus said 26 39 and he went a little further and fell up a little further from the disciples he fell on his face and prayed, saying, Oh, my Father, if it be possible, let this cup pass from me. Nevertheless, not as I will, but as thou wilt. And one more time, we're going to read it there, the account that Mark wrote in Mark 14, verse 36. We're we be to together. And he said, father's oh, Father, source. Father, all things are possible unto thee. All things are possible unto thee. Take away this cup from me. That's what Jesus said. Take away this cup from me. Nevertheless, not what I will, but thine be done. Now, before I tell you why I read these verses, I'm going to go to John 6. Reveal to God. We'll go to John 6 and I'm going to read verse 38. And that says, John 6 38 says, For I came down from heaven not to do my own will, but the will of him that sent me. Now I'm going to talk on this. In this three accounts, not my will, will thine be done. And we walk away, we read that verse, those verses, and we walk away saying, if it's his will. And with things involving in our life, we will say, if it's God's will. In these verses, Jesus was talking about the cup, about what, he, what was about to happen. I just read to you. He said, but I came down from heaven not to do my own will, but the will of him that sent me. Jesus came down to do the will of the Father. That was his purpose, was to do the will of the Father, to finish the will of the Father. That was his purpose. But at this time, he was was in earth as man. He had flesh. And at this time, knowing what he was about to partake of, knowing what lied ahead of him, his flesh was going to go through, Agony. His flesh was going to go through something we could not even begin to imagine. For us, for us, he was about to lay down his life in a horrific fashion for us. So he's saying, he's saying, let this cup pass from me, but not my will, but your will. And I'm saying that, and I'm saying this to you in this Christian walk. In this walk, can we do that today? Can we empty ourselves of ourselves so that not, so that our will won't be done, but His will will be done in our life. Amen. It's about Amen. His will in our life, but yeah. it takes doing what Jesus did. Jesus died. It's going to take our dying hmm. to ourself that Christ can live and reign inside of us. Yes. Go with me now. We are are in Mark. No, we're not. We're in John. Go with me to Mark. We're going to read Mark 15 and we're going to read 33 through 39. Glory be to God. Glory be to God. Mm. And when the sixth hour was come, Jesus had been on the cross. I don't know. Pastor may know what time they put him on the cross. I don't know what time they put him on the cross. I don't know. know. Mm. But when the sixth hour was come, there was darkness over the whole land until the ninth hour. My, my. So we know that he was there for, for three hours. We know that. And at the ninth hour, Jesus cried with a loud voice saying, Eloi, Eloi, I can't pronounce this, this. I can't pronounce it. But it's interpreted saying, my God, my God, why has thou forsaken me? And some of them that stood by, when they heard it, said, "Behold, he called it Elias." And one ran and filled a sponge full of vinegar and put it on a reed and gave him to drink, saying, "Let alone, let us see what, let us see what Elias would come to take him down." And look, listen to this, guys. And Jesus cried with a loud voice and gave up the ghost. He's been up there in agony. And we can't even say how bad it was. But it was so bad that darkness filled the earth so that nobody could even look upon him. Mm. Darkness filled the earth. Yes. And the veil, okay, I'm going to continue reading. And the veil of the temple was rent from um, the twine from the top to the bottom. The, the veil was rent in the temple from the top to the bottom. So no man could have done it. And no man could have torn it. It was torn from top to bottom. And... When the centurion which stood over against him saw that he so cried out and gave up the ghost and said, truly, this was the son of God. You know why he said that as well? Because I'm telling you, after being on that cross and going through that agony that we couldn't imagine taking all of our sin upon him throughout that time, we could not imagine. He was, that when he when he cried out, When he cried out, oh, and gave up the ghost. When he cried out and he said, my God, my God, why hast thou forsaken me? That cry was so loud. No man could have cried like that. No man would have have had the strength to cry like that. Any man would have whispered if he could have said anything. But Christ cried it out. And he cried it out so in the, so boldly, so loudly, in the Holy Ghost, that this centurion said, truly, if he didn't believe it before, he believed it now. Hmm. Because he said, truly, yes. this was the Son of God. Hallelujah. Amen. We know that he is
1: the Son of yes.
0: God. Yes. Glory be to God. This is a good God. This is a good God who would send his son, his word in the form of flesh to earth to redeem us back to him. So that we can come back into the family. Mm. This is a good God. Glory be to God. So God is a good God. And the scripture says in Acts, Acts 10 the scripture says, but he went about Christ. He went about doing good and healing all that were oppressed of the devil. He went about doing good. He didn't do evil. He didn't, that wasn't in his nature. That isn't in his nature. So he went about doing good, healing all that were oppressed of the devil. We too are to go about doing good, healing, praying for those who are oppressed of the devil. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. So that he can continue to perform his work in and through us when we be to God. So I'm hoping that we're, we're understanding, that we're getting that that God is a good God. But the devil is a bad devil. And there's all, it's only evil in him. There is only evil in him. You know how we, we say Just oil and vinegar doesn't mix. I guess it doesn't. Good and evil, they don't mix. That's right. God and the the devil, they don't they don't mix. They have two different I don't know the word I'm looking for. Motives. Because God's motive is love and the devil's motive is to keep us deceived. That's right. And then Antagonize us and to heap whatever evil he can upon us. That's right. God, he only wants to love us, to to show us his love, that we can demonstrate his love, that we can know that we're empowered by his love, to know that we have his peace and his joy. He only wants good for us. Yes. Only good. Good and only good. Amen. Now, as I said, the devil is a bad devil. We're going to look at 2 Corinthians two eleven, and that reads. And I want to say something here. I remember back in the seventies. I think I started. When I started working. I started as a bank teller in banking back in the seventies, and when I was, you know, dealing with currency, of course. And the first thing I learned in dealing with in dealing with money. Was we we didn't we didn't look at the counterfeit we didn't study the counterfeit we looked at the they took us through the whole dollar bill and showed us everything on the dollar bill so that even the little tiniest things you saw on that dollar bill we studied the original we studied the original so we could identify the fake that's what we did this scripture says let's say, get an advantage of us, but we are not ignorant of the devil's devices. In my younger years, being a child when I was first years, you know, in the beginning of my Christian walk, I would, I would learn, I would study about, you know, I would purchase books about the enemy. I'm not saying just stay with me while I'm sitting well, this is my story, so just stay with my story. I would read books about the enemy. And the devil does this and you know, all this this stuff I can't remember half of it. But I've learned in later years, if I would not get into the word of God and study the word of God and digest the word of God, and because this is the this is the the, the original, this is the this is the the, the blueprints. the the master plan. This is the blueprint. If I would learn this, then anything contrary, I would know it. I would know it. Because I know who my Father is. I know the, the heart of my Father. I know the will of my Father. I know the love of my Father. Yes. so that anything that doesn't fall in line with my father guess who it's from it's from the enemy I try. but I learned this and knowing my father Yes. so and that's why when we say if it be his will it's because we don't know his will but it's up to us to learn his will it's up to us to get into the word of God and get to know his very heart. To, to know and to understand as he, as he reveals his word to us. To know and understand he wants only the best for us. That's He's a good God. He's a good father. Even an earthly father. He wants the best for his children. How much more does our heavenly father want only the best for us? And I'm gonna say here you know, a lot of things that come that, that we have to that we contend with, it's our own doing. It's not even the devil nor Satan. I mean, the devil nor Satan is the same. It's not God nor the enemy. It's it's us being being disobedient, being prideful, being mm. stubborn, being selfish, being all these things. And we bring things on ourselves. That's not the will of God. He wants to lead, he wants to direct us in every area of our life. Every area. He wants to leave no stone unturned. That, Lord, you can take this and I got this over here. He doesn't want that. He wants every area, he wants every stone turned over. Because he wants us. Because we are, we're naked and open before him anyway. He knows all about us anyway. So he wants us to recognize, if you would let me handle that, I will. And he will. He truly, truly will. Any area of our life, he wants to. He wants control. But it's not going to happen if we continue to allow deception in our lives. And we know where deception comes from. We understand that. Glory be to God. Let's look at John chapter eight and verse 44. Let's go there really quick. John chapter eight and verse 44. Glory be to God. Thank you Jesus, hallelujah. You guys, I hope you share this, glory be to God. Glory, glory, glory. Mm-hmm. John 8, 44. Ye are of, and Jesus in the temple saying this. I want you to understand this now. Jesus is in the temple when he's saying this. He's saying, he said, Ye are of your father the devil, and the lust of your father you will do. He was a murderer from the beginning, and abode not in the truth, because there is no truth in him. When he speaketh a lie, he speaketh of his own but he is a liar and the father of it. The devil's a liar. And he will speak to your mind. And he will lie to you. And he will tell you that nobody loves you. He will tell you that you, that you, that you, that you, um, I don't won't, I want to say that you're no, that you're not accomplishing anything. Like, why are you on earth? And you're not a good mother. You're not a good husband. You're not a good, um, you're not a good, child, you're not a good employee, employer, he'll tell you all these negative things about you. All these negative things. He's a liar. Your Heavenly Father would never say anything negative to you about you. He would never, because he sees you as he sees Jesus. Mm -hmm. He would never say anything negative about Jesus. And you're in him if you know Christ. And he would never, ever, ever speak to you that way. Amen. So you need to understand when you get when you hear anything any thoughts that come to you that don't build you up that don't build your spouse up that don't build your children up mm. your grandchildren your friends your co-workers whoever it is when these thoughts come to you they are not from God they are from the enemy Because he wants you to focus on that which is not good. That which will put you even in a bad mood. That would just destroy your day. That's what he wants to do. He wants to do anything that can get you off course. Because our course is Jesus. Jesus keeps us on course. Jesus keeps our mind where it needs to be, which is on him. That's what he does. Glory be to God. That's what he does. Because he loves us. He loves us so very much. So very much. So I'm, 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 I don't speak wrong, and so I'm done. But I do want to say, don't be deceived. Even during this time, don't be deceived. You've got the greater one inside of you. The scripture tells us that greater is he Who is in me than he that is in the world. I have Jesus living inside of me. The spirit of the risen Christ is inside of me. Yes, Lord. Thank you. What fear do I have? I'm more than a conqueror. Mm -hmm. Through Christ who loves me and gave himself for me. All I need to do, the scripture tells us that without faith, it's impossible. Without faith, it is impossible. To please God. So what he did was he gave us his faith when we accept Jesus Christ. Yes. He gave every man, every mankind, the measure of faith, the only measure that's needed. He gave it to us. So that we can use that faith to live victoriously. Ah, yes. Mm-hmm. We use, it's not my faith. It's not my faith that keeps me healed. It's not my faith that keeps me walking in divine health. It's not my faith that protects our children, our grandchildren, our family, our extended family. It's not my faith. It's his faith that I trust that is in me and it works. Hey, Amen. It's his faith. I have nothing to do with it. Glory He to gave God. it to me so I could use it. Yes, hallelujah. He gave his faith to you so you can use it. Yes. He doesn't want it to, to be, it's in you. He doesn't want it dormant in you. Yes. He wants it to be active, alive. That's what he wants. Uh-huh. He wants you to take his faith that's in you and change not only yourself, but those around you. Yes. Pastor always, he says it all that he says so often, we are atmosphere changers. Yeah. That's who we are. When we walk into a place, the atmosphere has to change because wow. Christ just walked in. Ooh. Hallelujah. Christ just walked Because he's in me. So he just walked in. Mm -hmm. So the atmosphere changes. When he walked the earth, when he went into a place, the atmosphere changed. Yes. That's why they would go to him and they would say, come. they go, come. Because they knew once he came, it wasn't going to be the same. (laughs) It wasn't. Amen. So things are not going to be the same for all of you who are listening. Things are not going to be the same for you today. If you can take this word... And you can believe this word. I hope you wrote those scriptures down. I hope you'll go back and you'll read those scriptures. I hope you'll meditate on those scriptures. And I hope you will get to know Jesus deeper. Yes. To get more revelation of who he is and who he is in you. Yes. Because that's what we do. We know, we you know, we accept God. We accept Jesus. But we keep them outside of us. He doesn't want to be on the outside. Remember that picture we all grew up with? That picture we all grew up with? And when, you know, there's a, you know, he's at the door, there's a a replication, replica, is that how you say it, Pastor? It's a painting, whatever, of Jesus, and he's knocking at this door. And the scripture always says, Be told I stand at the door and knock. If anyone hears and answers, I come in. And you see Jesus knocking at the door. But there's no handle on the outside, so you have to open the door from the other side. Remember seeing that picture? Those of you are my age, okay? Remember seeing that picture? Because he wants to come in, he wants to take up his abode in you and abide in you and you in him. And what an awesome—I can't, I can't even say the word—union it is. Yeah. Christ in you, the hope of glory. Yes. So, as I said, this is a time of faith, but it's always a time. Of Always. You've used your faith in the past. You're using it now. You're going to have to use it in the future. We live and walk by faith. Yes. Not by sight. The scripture tells us that. We walk by faith. The faith that's in the risen Christ. Mm. That's our faith. Thank you, Lord. He said he wouldn't leave us comfortless. Mm. And he didn't. He didn't. Jesus said when he, he says when well, I'm going, but I'm going to send a comforter and the Holy Ghost. And he did. And so now here we are. Here we are today. We've got the Word of God. We've got the Holy Ghost inside of us. We've got all of his protection. We are, and I like to say, little Jesus is running around the earth. Making things happen to the glory of God. Not to us. But we need to. We need to die to ourselves. We need to be emptied out of yourself. Mm -hmm. Anything that's not like Christ. Mm -hmm. And examine yourself. It's okay to examine yourself. That's right. It's all right. Examine this. Let's say, would would Christ say that? Would Christ do that? Would Christ think that? Examine yourself. Examine your heart. Glory be to God. Glory be to God. So I want to say to those who may have been just scrolling by and you may have heard something that caught your ear, if you're there now if you haven't asked Jesus to come into your heart, now is a good time. Now is your day. The scripture says that you will confess with your mouth the Lord Jesus and believe in your heart that Christ raised him from the dead, that you will be saved. And the scripture tells us that no man comes to the Father. Said by Jesus. Amen. Jesus. He's the way. The truth, the light, and the way. The only way is Jesus. Only Jesus went to the cross. Only Jesus took my sin. He took it. He suffered my sin. So I don't have to. He secured my future. My eternity. He secured it on the cross. And I'm eternally grateful for him for that. Amen. He didn't love me any more than he loves you. He didn't. Just like he died for me, he died for you. And he simply wants you to ask him to come into your heart. To live his life through you. I'm going to tell you, that was the best decision I ever made in my life. Hmm. The best decision it changed my not not my my then it changed my eternity it changed my eternity glory be to God I'm in the family of God and I invite you to come into the family the kingdom of God to experience his love his joy his peace his His, His kindness His, his goodness his presence nothing compares nothing compares glory be to God so with that I want to say that I love you Pastor loves you Pastor you want me to say anything to anybody hello <laughs> he waved <laughs> he says hello. Um, well we love you guys so very much Jesus loves you more and um, take this word meditate on this word um let Jesus live being in your life. Let people no longer see you, but they see Christ. Because mm. that's who you want them to see. Amen. So, again, we love you. We thank you. God's blessings upon you. And everyone, I know you're all excited about getting back into your church building, but we have been to church throughout this, 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 what we've gone through, and um Jesus is Lord, glory be to God, amen, he's my Lord, and hopefully he's your Lord, yes, yes, amen, yes. we amen. love you all so much, glory be thank to God, thank you Jesus, amen. amen, glory be to God, glory be to God.